0: Super Bowl. Hello. Oh, hey. We also
1: need to be praying right now. We, are, so. we need to pray.
0: All right. But well, you want to do that on air? I well, to...
1: I was going to pray for a particular person. Oh. To, who's well, then maybe we'll pray right after. Now, so so
0: <laughs> is it, is it is.
1: Yeah, actually. So
0: well, maybe we can do that after. <laughs> so she. Uh, yeah, I won't talk about that on air. But anyway, because we're already streaming here. All right. So so.
1: let's let's just pray and we'll get it rolling. Heavenly Father, thank you for the opportunity to do this podcast and the technology that makes it possible. Lord, uh, we pray that that you would move through this so that uh, despite whatever nonsense we might bring into it, um, the the truth uh, that you have revealed to us in your word, the principles uh, of how to uh, raise children and build a society uh, that, that honors you, how to be people and a church that uh, that represent you in the world, that this would come through and that uh, people would be built up and edified by it rather than uh, just be more more white noise. Uh, we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.
0: I do like Gina Jackson, obviously. Apparently. That's part of that. Um,
1: What's the show coming up that tells the life story? I was already on. It was a
0: documentary. Yeah.
1: It was on Did Lifetime. You watch it?
0: No, because I... Try to avoid Lifetime. Well, there but um, I would have liked to watch that. And maybe it's still on YouTube <laughs> or something. But um,
1: I discover more and more that uh, very often it's kind of the uh, never meet your heroes thing. Right. There's a lot of times that it's just better for me to not know right. all the story behind some of these folks.
0: Prince and Aerosmith gave recent, really good half
1: yeah. Prince was one of the best in recent memory and one of the most... You know, family friendly ones, which is I mean, who would have ever thought about Prince that way? But it rains during more... purple rain. Oh, like, how can you perfect? The only thing bad about that is the Bears lost the Super Bowl. So yeah. but so you have Devin Hester running back, the opening kickoff, the, the Bears leading, Prince giving a phenomenal show that's just music, just mm-hmm. a concert. That's not Prince over the he's top, a but but he's also a showman. Right. And so his downplayed show was right. a fantastic show with the downpour during Purple Rain. It was great. And, you know, he was at a particularly conservative phase of his life at that point, which is, you know, strange to even think about, but who would have ever imagined that <laughs> that the safe because this is all post right. post Britney and right. now got uh, Britney Britney in my head post uh, Janet and mm-hmm. Justin kind yeah, of yeah there had to be uh, which you'll never convince me was not planned to begin with oh it was but uh, <clears throat> so you started going super conservative so you get like the um, you know Paul McCartney and Clapton and all these old dudes and you're in this very safe you know zone. And Prince is your safe option. That's, the world is weird. It's like today when Pam Anderson and Michael Irvin are voices of wisdom and morality in our world. I don't know how to process that. The world is upside down. It's true. You know, Snoop Dogg's a grandfather, I guess. So, you know, there's just all these strange things. So
0: team. Or like coaches like rocket football yeah. or something like yeah. that. Runs a league. Yeah, yeah, that's what I was thinking. Wait, yeah, it, so. Good for you, Snoop.
1: Yeah, it's a family, man. Eminem's so, yeah. trying to be a good dad to a grown daughter. Or I don't know.
0: Well, I can't
1: keep track of celebrities. It's it's a difficult thing. And you know, these pop culture references are always the part of what we do. So totally current reference. Have you ever seen Bye Bye Birdie?
0: The Broadway show? Yeah. I mean, I, not I, a live version of it, but I've seen. But
1: yeah. Did you see the Dick Van Dyke version yeah. of it? Okay. So my question for you,
0: That then, just. My <laughs> question for you,
1: you know. Because that's so much different than the halftime show, right? A little bit. Imagine having Dick Van Dyke do the cast of Bye Bye Birdie for the halftime show. Although with the throwbacks we're doing, you never know. Um, I told you, for the 90s ones that are country. Still alive. Anyway, my question is, what's the matter with kids today? Ah, uh, my answer
0: is everything.
1: Well, as you know, I was actually listening. Would you like to, me to
0: break out into song?
1: <laughs> I'm listening to Paul Lynn sing that song on the way in this morning, and you know. <laughs> it's just saying, why can't they be like we were? Perfect in every way, right? And, yeah. and they're talking about kids, you know, talking back and all this kind of stuff.
0: The kids aren't all right. And
1: it it just was- strikes me that all the things that, that they were wrestling with in that song, a lighthearted kind of, a, you know, tongue-in-cheek kind of deal, looking at the rock and roll culture and, you know, to think that that was the rebellious culture is just kind of bizarre when you think about where we were But it today. was at the time. For sure. But then you hear the the in the lyrics of the song, it's really all about the parents.
0: Parents just doing, don't understand.
1: Doing – that's very nice. Nicely thrown. I'm sorry. Uh, doing their thing. That would be so, a good
0: halftime show, Will Smith.
1: It would. Um, I'd watch that. As my mom pointed out during the commercial, he looks exactly the same now as he ever did. Will Smith, he yeah. does. Uh, but, you know – the parents in that song are approaching parenting as if it's about them, as if, you know, why didn't these kids, why aren't these kids more grateful for all the stuff that I did? You know, they, no matter what you do, you do your best with them. Then they run off and get married and, and leave you and all that kind of stuff. But that's part of why we're in a, in a bind here. We have kids who have not learned character largely because we have parents who have not seen shaping the character of their kids As the primary goal of their parenting so we've we've tried to approach parenting with you know giving our kids the best we can give them so they're economically sound we want them to have a good reputation to marry the right person or never get married and stay at home you know that's kind of the 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 stereotypical jewish mother kind of thing so you want all those you want all of the the fun stuff you want the instagram pinterest parenting so i have the cutest kids and the best thanksgiving you know uh table setting and everything looks wonderful and everybody thinks that we've got this great thing so that i can feel uh successful and rewarded but we've missed the point it's not about us it's not about our life and uh during the 50s so many of those movies and it kind of had a resurgence in the 80s a little bit different take on it so many of those movies like rebel without a cause more than the movie, that was kind of the vibe. That was what right. was happening: is all these kids who are just feeling disenfranchised because their parents are pursuing their own lives.
0: I mean, from, it reminds me of Breakfast Club. That's what Very that whole so. thing yeah. was about.
1: That's all the all the the '80s movies, right. which were really that. You know, this is when I was in high school mostly horrible movies. All right. these popular movies were horrible well, movies John Hughes, yeah. from, from fast times at Ridgemont high to all the right moves, which I thought I would love because it's got some great actors in it. And it's a football movie. How can I not love this? I watched it. That's the worst movie ever. It's everything bad about adults, everything bad. Well, I think every generation kind of goes through this. It's, it's sort of the varsity blues of the eighties where
0: I don't want your life. Yeah. that was varsity blues. <coughs> Where everything he is didn't to be his dad.
1: Well, right. So everything. Arsene was a terrible movie. The, it. It, yeah. I watched it on a recommendation <laughs> of, uh, of a student yeah, at the time. That's a bad movie. And it was, yeah, wow. I hated it. But the only, the only decent adult, so-called, in the movie is the, you know, stripper teacher thing, right, you know. Right. So this is, this is what we're looking at. And our kids don't understand character. They, they don't grow up developing character because too often we as parents don't have character. Right. We have culturally acceptable, um, you know, we, we fit the norms. We, you know, we have respectable lies. Uh, I remember when I first started discovering the idea that there are respectable lies. There, there are lies that so-called honest people tell that that's okay. You, you know, you don't really count those as lies. Uh, and that's, not character. We're not teaching the, the Christ-like character that we're called to teach, which is why it's such a big deal as parents, as Christian parents in, in particular, because as Christian parents, the difference between Christians and non-Christians is Christians recognize and embrace the expectations that God has for all human beings. There's there's no difference the, what's, what's a sin for a Christian is a sin for everyone. Right. What is God-pleasing for a Christian is God's expectation, his demand of everyone. So every human being is commanded by God to put him ahead of everything else because he's the author of everything and to love one another as an expression of our love for God. So when we do all these humanitarian things without a love for God, it is still sin. It doesn't matter who you are. It doesn't matter if you're Christian or you're not a Christian. It's the same expectation. God's expectation for parenting, for for marriage, sexuality, and family, is that we will represent Him. That as parents, as, as husbands and fathers, uh, as mothers and wives, uh, you know, we are here to establish God's rule to represent Him as as you know vassal kings, under kings, under Him to be able to, to rule, to manage, to steward his creation, his way. And as we do that, uh, as we do that consciously in a relationship with him, he is pleased. Anything else, he, it displeases him. So anything that we do that we think is good, that isn't what God expects us to do, <clears throat> excuse me, is a sin. Mm -hmm. So if I'm the greatest parent in the world by worldly standards, but I don't parent according to godly standards, I fail. That's really tough for us to grasp. I think, unfortunately, even in the church, even as Christians, we don't really believe that. We think there are good parents out there in the unbelieving world. Mm -hmm. But by definition, they're not. They can't be. We also think there are people out there who don't have a relationship with Christ who are basically, you know, they're really good people. and. Mm -hmm. You know, they believe in God, they love God, they just don't understand. No, the Bible says if you're outside of Christ, you actually hate God. You're a God hater. Uh, it's in you. you. You have a version of God that you like, God in your little box, God that's created in your image, but the actual real God you hate. And until we get, until we get really serious about connecting the reality of who God is as he reveals himself, With the realities that we experience every day, then we're never going to be able to get it right in life. We're just not. So, what's the matter with kids today? Parents, largely, the kids are the same as the last generation and the generation before that.
0: Can I throw another? We're all bent towards sin. Broadway reference at you. You
1: Can't go wrong with Broadway references, although Stephen Sondheim, Uh, "Into the Woods." Which I have not seen, but, Ooh, but children,
0: children will listen. But
1: Jesse talks about it all the time. You've heard that so, song
0: the right, Children Will Listen. I
1: think I think Jesse played that. Uh
0: best version is Bernadette Peters. But what's not? If, yeah, um, say, if,
1: <laughs> if you're doing Broadway and you have Bernadette Peters. That's the
0: best version. But it's the the line is careful the things you say, children will listen. Hmm. And the and I was just talking to my mom Didn't about that. Didn't we just hear that, that conversation? Well yeah, but I was just talking to about that because she uh we were having dinner the other day and uh george was sitting um she had she had come by for dinner and george was sitting uh i was sitting on this bench i have at my dining room table and then he was standing on the bench and mom said don't stand on the bench or whatever and he fell he fell off the bench <laughs> and he got hurt and he said he hurt his toe and so he wanted me to get him a band-aid so i went and got him a band-aid and it wasn't bleeding he just wanted a band-aid for just kids do aesthetic that. purposes sure. um so i started to put it on and he goes no no, let's let it air out. And I thought to myself, I say that, like, I've said that in passing, like, because he'll have Band-Aids on or whatever. And I'll be like, let's take it off for a while and let it air out. And I don't think he's paying attention. But then I, you know, put a Band-Aid on him. He goes, no, let's let it air out. I'm like, so he's, he's, they're <laughs> he's listening, listening to right. everything. Right. And even the The, the things st- you want them stuff, to listen right. to,
1: they might not. But the, the things you don't, for sure The stuff that will. you
0: don't think even matters to them right. is sinking in. So but, careful well, the things you say, children you know, will listen. We
1: talked about, you know, the halftime show, stuff before we started the podcast and all of the stuff that's going on there kids are listening to the music you're right, listening to right. so the things that you think well this is okay for an adult but it's not okay for a kid your kids are getting it right. they're, they're hearing it all the time and and when when they hear it in the mall because there's still malls right over there's <laughs> in up uh, there's, you know, if you go to the grocery store and you hear it playing overhead or, or you know, <laughs> over the speakers at you're the gas station. If you hear 50 SAT playing in the
0: grocery store, what grocery store are you going to? What's that? If you hear 50 SAT playing in the grocery store, I don't know. What uh, probably store Harding's, you're going
1: depending to. on who's working. They change a lot of <laughs> stuff in there. I, you know, anyway. If you're walking
0: in the produce aisle, listen to End of Club.
1: Oh, yeah, there's a, lot of, there's a lot of stuff. Anyhow, so whatever it is that, that they're hearing out there is one thing. They're hearing that, it's going into them. But what they're hearing their parents listen to, what gets played in your car and so on, they're, they're hearing an endorsement of that. Right. The TV shows that you are watching that you're saying, well, you know, this isn't okay for the kid. The kid is picking up on that. They're right. seeing those things, the, the things that we laugh at. The character that we display is the character that our kids learn. Right. And so when we we're, you know, looking Sunday at this idea of being structurally sound and, and having this framework of uh, discipleship and character, you uh, that's really what what we're talking about is establishing this uh, you know we, we kind of went that way. you as we were talking about titles, you brought up the framing kind of picture of the house. And, and and that's really what we're looking at. What, what are what's the the bones of of the home that we're building And, bones. and so my
0: favorite HGTV show.
1: <laughs> well, our uh, our core reality was that discipleship oriented parenting builds a framework of Christ-like character. And so, as we're talking about this framework idea, we're we're setting we're setting a tone. We're 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 giving the good bones uh, to develop habits of character that will last a lifetime for our children. Right. And that good habits and good character doesn't get them saved. But it helps them to understand the reality of God and connect the reality of God to the realities of life. And as we do that, we're setting the table for them. They have to choose to eat, but we're putting it out there and we're doing it in an attractive way. And I think we can all recognize I can have good food that's well you presented. Eat you. you
0: eat with your eyes. First. Right.
1: If it's well presented, which is why Stacy posts so many pictures of all the food that she makes, you know, then you look at it and like, wow, that looks really good. I might not even like it. It might not even really be that good. Right. But if it looks good, then I'm going to have a hunger for it. I'm going to want to taste it. That's
0: what marketers are counting on. Right.
1: And then if it actually is good, now I'm hooked, right? So if I'm doing that in my home and I'm presenting through habits of character that I'm forcing on my kids, yes, forcing these things, things on my kids, I'm developing habits in them that, they, that will stick with them throughout right. their lives. So when we look at Proverbs 22.6, which is our memory verse uh, for the week, train up a child in the way he should go, and even when he's old, he'll not depart from it. The, the newer rendering in, in the NIV of the uh, 2011 edition, which I don't love. I don't like the rhythm of it. Uh, but it says start them off on the right path mm-hmm. on the, in the right way. That's really kind of what we're talking about with the training. Training the will, getting, getting these habits, digging ruts for them to, to drive in. We're laying down tracks. And, you know, with a, you know, with a roller coaster or a train, you're on tracks on purpose. So you right. don't veer off because you don't want them to, to veer off and derail. It's much harder to derail when we have good tracks laid down. We want to do that for our kids so that they're learning the ways of the Lord. They're learning the fear of the Lord. They're developing the, uh, the actual um, habits of godliness that will lead them forward. And so then when we, in our instruction, in our teaching, we teach them about the law and goodness and sin and our, our falling short and the grace that God offers us in Christ. We teach them the gospel and we then reinforce that by living a life of character that they see. And they say, well, you know what? I, I want that. Mm-hmm. They're going to do that if you live a a, a good life in a worldly way too. Right. You know, it, you know, your kids are going to judge your life, and your example will make them want to follow it or want to run away from it. That doesn't include the uh, phases of rebellion that are part of growing. That's not what we're talking about. True rebellion is not a phase. True rebellion is a rejection of values. So it's not a
0: phase, Mom.
1: <laughs> but uh, but you know toddlers have a certain rebellion that happens because it's part of growth. Amen. You know? And we see that we see that you know through teenagers and college years as we expand and and you know expand our orders and horizons. And we see that in the animal kingdom as well. Uh, you know, young Rams developing their raminess. <laughs> they're, they're they're developing that adulthood. Young bucks ramfulness. <laughs> I like that ramfulness is nice. Uh, young bucks locking horns, taking on, challenging the big guys. You know, I, I watch that with the cattle all the time. These you know young young bulls or young steers will will play with the grownups. And sometimes they'll come up and challenge the big bull. And he has to remind them who's boss. But it's part of the growing. That's not what we're talking about. We're talking about a, an acceptance or rejection of uh, the values of, of parents. And we can foster that by touching their hearts through our example of, of godly character. But it's required, we talked about this last time, for us to to force them into this mold, so to speak, mm-hmm. by disciplining them. Not heartlessly, not harshly, but in training with a firm hand, with a standard that does not move, but with instruction, with love, not with a goal of punishment, but with a discipling goal of shaping. And if we recognize that our job as parents, first and foremost, ahead of everything else, is to raise fully formed lovers of God, that changes what we're trying to teach them. Right. Right. So, we talked about 2 Peter 1, verses 3 to 11. Why in the world, as someone who was listening to the sermon, why in the world did we talk about parenting from a passage that really has nothing to do with parenting? I don't
0: know, Rich. Why did we talk about parenting <laughs> from a passage that has nothing to do with
1: parenting? Well, what, what's your take on it? What do you think? Why would why would your knuckleheaded pastor go to a, a passage that's talking about um uh, you know, make every effort to add to your faith these, these qualities, these.
0: Because my opinion, uh, what's, what's what we've been talking about when you are reflective of that, that's, that's in your household. That's the character that you have. It's the character that you're trying to pass on to your child through not, you know, this is what we do. This is how we are. But, what they're seeing what they're taking in yeah. the kind of environment you have set up the kind of the kind of faith that you have and portray not just by saying we're going to church on sunday we're reading the bible we're doing this but from who you genuinely are yeah
1: and, and not less than those things right right, those, right. i'm not things, saying those
0: things are unimportant those
1: things need to be there right. because this is who we are this right. is what we do.
0: Well, but, but because of who but we because, are, that's, that's what we do right because it's right.
1: who we are as parents it's right. who i am in, in my heart of hearts, I know this to be true, so I live this. Right. Therefore, in our household, as for me in my house, we will serve the Lord. And we'll, while we are here, you will live according to these rules. And this is what we saw in, in uh, Deuteronomy 6 throughout the Old Testament as parents are challenged with this idea of not just keeping the law, but teaching the next generation and the next generation and the next generation to keep the law mm-hmm. so that, we are not only giving an example and holding them accountable, um, but, but as we're doing it, we're also explaining it. Right. So we're disciplining our children, do this, don't do that.
0: Right.
1: Not because it's a rule, I said so, Therefore, right. you know, there's right. times for that, right. for sure. You know, there, and, and it's important for kids to learn that, submission to authority, because I said so. Right. Now that you've obeyed, now we can go back and talk about why. Right. But we want to establish a relationship where they trust us to have their best interest at heart. Right. So that rather than saying, you know, the, my parents just don't understand. My parents are not going to, they don't care. Right. You know, they, they've they never been kids. They don't understand what I'm going through. <laughs> but to recognize my parents love me more than anybody else on the planet.
0: Right.
1: And they want me to have a life worth living. They want me to to know the Lord. They want what's best for me. And I don't get it, but I'm going to trust them and ride with them. And then we can have conversations that that support that and live a life that they look at and they see mom and dad holding it together when everything falls apart. Um, that all of the different things that, that go along with the character of Christ in our lives, it's going to draw them into it mm-hmm. so that eventually they have a, a they have to have a confrontation with God themselves.
0: Right. One thing that stuck when I I'm be the first to say in here, you can all say what you want. Don't email me. I am not opposed to
1: Do email us. We will we want the email. Don't
0: email me personally. Um, I'm not opposed to swatting my child on the behind if he gets in trouble.
1: CPS don't email.
0: No. I explain to him every time this is why I'm doing this. Because you did this, this is the consequence. So the other day, he wanted something from the fridge and I was fine with it. And he went and got it. I was in the other room. And all of a sudden, I hear, crash. And then I hear, mommy, I'm so sorry. And so I ran into the, Signs
1: you're a real parent. Well, I
0: ran into the... <laughs> But This is where it got me. I ran into the kitchen and the the little side shelf where the condiments and stuff are, it had fallen off. Mm. And so all the ketchup and whatever, nothing broke, nothing like made a mess. All the bottles or whatever just fell on the floor. Mm. He was standing there, tears running down. I said, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. And I knelt down. I'm like, are you hurt? Did you get hurt? And he goes, no. I just bumped it. And so I said, I thought to myself, there's not, it was an accident. I said, I knelt down and I'm like, listen, the most important thing to me is that you are okay. It was an accident. It's okay. We'll clean it up. If you're, if you're not hurt, whatever. And I could tell that that was doing something in his little brain that it's not just, I'm not just getting in trouble for, you know, something I really didn't do, but you know, I want him to be able, as he gets older, to know that he can come to me, even if he's, uh, embarrassed or if he's scared or if he's whatever, even if he thinks he did something wrong, I'd rather him come to me and we have this relationship where I can guide him right. rather than just, you know, laying the smacketh down.
1: Well, this is, so, the, this is the relationship that drives... And I'm sorry drives, we're kind
0: of running out of time, but...
1: <laughs> that this relationship that you're describing is what drives like character to know that I have a safe place mm-hmm. in mom. I have a safe place in dad. I can come and things when things fall apart... And, and I really messed up. An accident's an accident, and, but that's what kind of establishes this. Right. But when I really did blow, when I did sin, am I going to run to my parents or run from my parents? Mm-hmm. And how we establish that relationship in our earthly families also sets a pattern for how we re- approach that with the Lord. Mm-hmm. So we're teaching our kids, you know what, When when you really blow it, you don't have to hide from God. You're right, not going to be able right. to hide from God anyway. Your sins will find you out. Run to him. Run to him for mercy. And you find should
0: be out. like, I'm so sorry. Right. Absolutely. But, <laughs> but that's,
1: you know, that relationship that drives the character. Also, it creates an environment that promotes a confident Christian experience right. where I don't have to think about, oh my gosh, I, I blew it again. Did I, you know, I, I, I'm not checking enough of the boxes. Right. It takes us out of that, you know, pseudo-Christian religion that has all the trappings of Christianity but level. is caught up in you know trying to 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 right. uh, do all the things rather than to be in the relationship. Right. So all of these things together, you know, that Second Peter passage is about our personal right. discipleship. And the the reality is our salvation is by faith alone. But it's by grace through faith. That's it. There's no work for that. But discipleship does take work. Discipleship mm-hmm. takes effort. Parenting takes effort. It takes Word. work. It's it's difficult and it's painful and it's necessary if we love our kids.
0: Word. That was all I had. We have a couple minutes left if you want to wrap, if you want to sure. say a couple closing thoughts here.
1: Well, my fear is when I start doing that, I'll be here That's for another hour. That's my fear hours. as well. So, but... <laughs> but, but yeah, you know, just, since we do have just a couple minutes, I'll just take a look at that uh, Second Peter passage. So one of the things that as Paul is talking about, the, or Peter, I mean, is talking about this, he's writing uh, to the church because false teachers have come in and, and they've, they've caused doubt, they've undermined the faith. And so he starts by establishing the reality that everything that we need for godly living, God has given us by his divine power. And, uh, and we get that, we gain that through our knowledge of him, relational, personal knowledge of him who called us by his own glory and goodness. Uh, and this is 2 Peter 1, verse 4, through these, is glory and goodness, he has given us his very great and precious promises so that through them you may participate in the divine nature uh, and the NIV here says and escape the corruption in, in the world caused by the evil desires. Uh, other renderings which I think capture the connotation a little bit better uh, give the give the idea that it's because you've already escaped in this relationship you've escaped uh, the this uh, the corruption of the world because I'm participating in the divine nature through this relationship. And because this is who I am. So right here in a couple of verses, he basically lays out the book of Ephesians. Mm-hmm. Here's who you are in Christ because of who you are in Christ. Now walk that way, you know, this walk this way. So, Man, you know,
0: we got a lot world. of musical references in
1: this today. It's just for this very reason. Make every effort to add to your faith. Okay. So the faith is the relationship. This right. is what saves us. Or justifies us. Grace is the only thing that saves us. We take hold of it by our by our faith, and when we do that, we need to make the effort in discipleship to add goodness, and to goodness, knowledge, and to knowledge, self control, and to self control. That's the discipline mm-hmm. aspect of our lives. Uh, that that personal discipline, perseverance, enduring under trial, uh, and to perseverance, godliness. This is the the righteous uh, righteous living, living like God. Uh, according to his character brotherly kindness or brotherly affection in the newer rendering uh, which is the feelings of love i am invested in you and and speaking of one another in the church but that we do that same thing in our family we want our kids to have the feelings of love and then adding to the feelings of love the actions of love so add to brotherly kindness love so if we possess these things, we're saying in, in increasing measure, it keeps us from being ineffective and unproductive in our knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. So as we look at this, what he's saying is if you want a confident life, if you want to, if you want to be confident in your relationship with God, then walk according to that and do the effort, do the do the work, do put in the, the work and the effort to develop the habits of Christ-like character.
0: Okay. I'm not going to have time to go through our whole spiel of where to find us, but you guys. I'll know. bet
1: you can get that in 20 seconds.
0: Okay. Well, if you want to email us, email us at, at reallifeonline.org you can leave us a message on Facebook or YouTube or Anchor or there's voicemail at 269-756-RLCC. Okay. I'm going to stop the recording. I'm just going to go on a beach do. somewhere. I'm going to stop <laughs> this recording. Thanks for listening. We'll catch you next time.